Friends, our second lesson is from the third chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 21. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and minds be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and redeemer. Amen. 
I came to faith as an adult. My grandparents had planted a lot of seeds in my life, but I was not a regular churchgoer, neither were my parents. And so I was 28 when I found myself in this place of wondering who Jesus Christ was and is and what it meant for me. And I had so many questions. And for a long time, weeks and months, I would ruminate about those questions. I would try to think my way through who Jesus was and what it meant. And you know what was at stake? What was at stake is that I knew if I believed that Jesus was the Son of God, my life would have to change. That's what was at stake. If I truly believe that, then no longer would I only be living out what I wanted. No longer would my behavior and my self in the world only be governed by my wants and wishes. Instead, if I truly believed in who Christ said that he was, I knew instinctively that everything about me was going to change. So I sat in those questions for a very long time. Nicodemus is a man who is also in the questions and who also has a lot to lose. In John's gospel so far, we have had the wedding at Cana where Jesus turned water into wine and there were people who believed and there were people who rejected him. We have seen Jesus in the temple clearing out the money changers. And in seeing that, there were people who believed and there were people who rejected him. And then there were people like Nicodemus who were faithful in their tradition, a leader of the Jews, of the Pharisees at that time. And he knows that God is with Jesus in some way, but he still has so many questions. And what I find interesting is that the miscommunication is not so much because he's asking the wrong questions, but because I think what Jesus is describing is a way of life that is so foreign to Nicodemus and to those who haven't heard the gospel yet that it's almost impossible to understand. Jesus tells him that he must be born again or born from above, same translation, and Nicodemus thinks, what is he talking about? What does that even mean? You can't go into your mother's womb and be born again. But Jesus is saying that you must live your life in a way where the Holy Spirit is now in charge. And it's hard for Nicodemus to understand that. Nicodemus has questions like, how? How can this be? And friends, that will never be answered this side of the eschaton of our actually being with God. But what we have is Jesus talking to someone who is on the fence, who has a lot to lose, but still, still is drawn to Jesus and there are times in John's gospel when Jesus speaks of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, and he means that time after death, but that's not what's happening here. In this passage, Jesus is describing what life is like with Christ. Eugene Peterson calls it the with God life. If you live this with God life, you will live in the light. You will be forgiven for your sins. 
No longer will you condemn your own self, but you will live in the light. You will live with a sure sense of God's love for you, not because of anything you have done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done and will do. When Jesus tells Nicodemus that if you don't believe you are condemned already, he isn't making a pronouncement about what's going to happen to people. Jesus is saying, if you don't live the with God life, you're already missing out. You're just already missing out because this with God life fills us with purpose and with grace and direction and mission. And so to not believe means that you've already missed out on all of that. Jesus isn't condemning people. He's saying that you are invited into this life with Christ and that when you are invited in, you start to realize that life is better than it ever could have been before. We have those familiar words from 316, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes would have everlasting life. But friends, we also have verse 317, which says, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world might believe through him. Christ did not come into the world to catch us doing wrong. He did not come into the world so that some might be saved and some not. He came into the world because we weren't living as close to God as we could and he wanted to show us a new way. And who can blame Nicodemus for not understanding? It is the poet, the German poet Rilke, who has said to be patient with all that is unresolved in your heart and to love the questions for themselves. But he also says that gradually with time, you will live into the answers. Nicodemus has this long list of questions that he wants answered before he can truly believe. And I think what Jesus is pointing out to him is that he knows all that he needs to know that God is with Christ, working through Jesus, showing us how to live with God in the light. All of that searching I did about who Jesus was in my life, I could not think my way to belief. I couldn't do it. For every question that I felt was answered, five more would pop up. But what happened for me is that I started to pray that God would help me answer this question. And I don't know how to explain it, but I know exactly where I was when I felt that door in my heart close. And I knew that Jesus was the Son of God and I was going to follow him as best as I could and I was going to fail over and over again and I was still going to be offered grace and love. I have lived into more answers. I have lived into answers to some of those questions that I've had, but the only one that needed to be answered is who Jesus is, God with us, God here for us. I hope 
that Nicodemus was able to live into the answers. We see him twice more. We see him once when Jesus is having a debate with the Pharisees and Nicodemus speaks on his behalf. And then we see him at the end of Jesus' life with Joseph of Arimathea taking Christ's broken body and caring for it after the crucifixion. I don't know if he lived into the answers, but I know that the only answer that we really have to have is who is Jesus? And when you can't answer it yourself, I invite you to ask God to answer it for you. But beware, everything will change. You will be filled with new purpose. If you pay attention to the work of the Spirit, you will grow to be better than you were before and you will fail over and over again and you will get back up and try. That's the beauty of this with God life. That's what it means to have the kingdom of heaven here with us on earth. And I look forward to living into the answers with you in this church community. Amen.